You are listening to the Holy Cannoli Podcast. It's all about making sense of life, who we are, and why we're here. Life is sacred and life is strange. And here's our dad, Tony Gapastone. Hi, Holy Cannoli listeners. Welcome to episode 48 of Holy Cannoli. This week, what are you talking about, Tony? Unity. This is all about unity. I actually just spoke at Trinity (laughs) Presbyterian, (laughs) or spoke with Trinity Presbyterian Church in San Carlos. I got to be a guest speaker, and so I'm just going to share the 20-something minute talk that I did over there on unity uh, for this podcast, because it was really fun to to be with them, and it was actually very interesting. If you follow me on social media, this week was a significant conversation on social media that really made me think about unity. Mm-hmm. I had some very strong opinions being expressed on my Facebook page, and there was some, I think we talked about last week, the former denomination I was with was making a decision, and that decision went through to exclude a church, and so there's lots of banter and chatting, and this made me think how interesting as I'm talking and thinking about unity to preach with a church on a Sunday, there's all these real life situations happening in my life. So Mm -hmm. I got to talk about it a little bit. It was really fun. And um, it's on the podcast for number 48. Yeah. Cool. I wanted to share, we get ratings and reviews. Did you guys know that? Uh, I assume every podcast does, but um, it's been cool to look through the reviews for Holy Cannoli, and I wanted to share one. Share it. I don't know who this person is, but Brittany D., Thank you for your review. Five stars. She says, coffee talk at its best. (laughs) If you've ever participated in a great conversation at your local basement coffee house or just heard conversation at the next table over and wished you were a part of it, this is the podcast for you. Tony is natural at leading conversations that will make you pause and think one minute, tear up another, and Mm. burst out laughing in the midst of it all. (laughs) It's a chance to learn through authentic conversation that doesn't necessarily provide all the answers, but allows room for the Holy Spirit to work in the lives of the listener. And bakeries around me are in debt to you because I always crave cannoli now. <laughs> Keep up the great work. That's what a, a good one. View. Thanks, Brittany. We live we live to make this podcast <laughs> for something you can cry and spit out. Don't you say she spits out laughing? Or what did she say? Or bursts out laughing. Bursts out laughing. We need to add like pee your pants. So until we um, make you squirt a little bit. <laughs> oh my God. We're not successful. Yikes. Sorry, TMI. Oh, that was awesome. Okay, yeah. So hey, don't forget, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and share it. Please share the podcast with people. If you are inspired in any way, if you're um, laughing out loud, we'd love to hear more and post those things on your own social media. Use the hashtag Holy Cannoli Podcast or tag the Facebook page. We'd love that. Cool. Thanks so much. Oh, hey, before we launch into the discussion, uh, the message on unity, we do have our double matching, our matching, what is it? What am I trying to say? Your matching campaign. Our matching campaign <laughs> for our nonprofit Brave Maker. So every dollar donated is doubled through the 4th of July week. So go ahead and do that. By the way, have a great 4th of July. Be safe. and. This is 4th of July week. So what is. does that mean? It ends on... Fourth of July? Well, I mean, I'm sure my donor will be great to give, (laughs) however, you know, but we're looking for some good big donations so we can make it to our $25,000 cap, which is pretty cool. 
Awesome. So this podcast, by the way, is included. There's going to be a five-minute little message from the children's pastor of Trinity Presbyterian named Kristen. And I included that because I ended up referencing it a couple times. Mm. It was so sweet and unique, the way that she got on her knees and looked into the eyes of the children, and it really impacted me. They did a fantastic job. Huge um, shout-out to my friend Kurt who is the pastor there, one of the co-pastors, and he the whole they did like a really great job weaving in the message, the music, uh, the interaction, the scripture reading. I felt like they did a really like intentional job to make everything all around unity. And the children's pastor really inspired me the way she got on her knees and she looked at the kids and it uh, ended up being something I weaved through the message time. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Great. All right, so you may have heard that we're studying the book of, of the Bible called Corinthians, and the Apostle Paul, who was a very committed follower of Jesus, he wrote the book of Corinthians. He, it actually was a letter, and he sent it to the church in Corinth. Now, the people of the church in Corinth were smart. They were talented. It was kind of a really awesome city kind of the center of a lot of stuff. And so they were really smart and talented. But sometimes all these gifts that God gave them, they didn't quite use them the way that they probably should have. They were kind of prideful, and they didn't really get along as well. They weren't really loving to each other. You know what that's like? Have you ever had somebody not be loving to you? Yeah. And so it made it really hard for them to follow Jesus. So I thought I would ask some of my friends today to help me kind of give you an example of what it would be like if we just decided to just do things our own way and not work together in the unity of Christ. So do you know what this is? Does anybody know what this is? It's music. It's sheet music. And my friends up here in the band, you heard them this morning, they use this music to know when to start and stop and what to play and what to, what to sing and all that kind of stuff. And, but they're a bunch of talented people. You can turn around and look at them. <laughs> they're a bunch of talented people up there. And, you know, sometimes if they felt like they didn't really like the song we were singing or maybe they didn't like where I was going to start them when I started them off, or maybe they just thought, well, that chord doesn't sound right. I'm going to play a different chord. And no, I don't think that this song should be in 3-4 time. I think it should be in 6-8 time. And they weren't following the music because they thought their own way was best. So I'm going to give you an example of what that might sound like. Ready? Go. Okay, well, I don't know if you heard, but the, the drums, could, could you hear anything except for the drums? No, see, he's always going to win back there. He's always going to win. But yeah, I mean, maybe he thought his part was most important, so he was going to play the loudest. And, you know, Christine and David, I don't know if he knew when he was supposed to come in or not. So... You know, when that happens, it doesn't make for good sound, right? 
It doesn't, we can't sing along, we can't follow well, we're not really working together. Now I'm gonna have you listen to a time when they actually do work together and see what happens. One, two, three, four. notice a difference? Yeah. Could you hear David singing? Could you hear the piano? Was Craig a little bit more under control? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. Well, you know, that's what happens when we all work together from the same sheet music, and we start together, and we respect each other and, their, and each other's gifts. We work in unity. And that's kind of like the church. We want to be a group of people who are working together in community, following Jesus with humility and with love. If we do that, we're not out for ourselves, right? We're servants of God. And when we all play together, we can play the music of God so everybody else can sing along. So that is my example of unity this morning. And that's what Paul was trying to teach the people of the Corinthian church. So you're going to hear more about that. And we're going to give you some packets also. But let's pray first before you go back to your seats. Dear God, thank you that you give us people to share our gifts with. Help us to be humble and loving as we work together to serve you, and to shine your light in the world. Amen. Well, I just want to give a brief introduction to our guest preacher this morning. I met Tony about a year ago through our mutual friend, Rafael Avendano, who's the director of programs at Siena Youth Center. And Tony was leaving a position over at PCC in Redwood City. He's a covenant pastor. Um, but he started a new nonprofit, and he's director of this nonprofit called Brave Maker, which seeks to have uh, bold and courageous conversations around a variety of things using media. And so it was my delight to invite Tony to come preach this morning and to have him share the word today and also a seminar later this morning. So will you all join me in welcoming Tony this morning as our guest preacher? And thanks for being here, Tony. Thanks, Steve. Bless you, well, after listening to Kristen speak, uh, I long for a day when we can exist in unity as God's people. I long for a time when we're all using the same sheet music, right? And the sheet music that most of us would point to is this book that we call the Bible. These pages of stories, of, of guidelines, of poetry, of history, of the life of Jesus and how to make sense of this Jesus who we call our God and our Savior. But it's difficult. It's difficult to use this book because if I went around, every single one of us 
with just one verse, we might all have a different interpretation of what this book says. Every one of us. So what do, you, what do we do with that? How do we navigate through making ourselves unified around something that has caused probably, might I say so boldly, some of the most and worst division in our world about how we interpret this book? I see a few head nods. It's provocative, but I feel as if it's potentially true that this book and how we understand it has the potential to cause extreme harm, pain, and destruction, or extreme life and hope and healing. And so today, in a short 20 minutes, my hope is to talk to us about how unity can cost us everything. It costs. It costs us. It could cost us our reputation. It could cost us friends how we interpret this book. Has anyone lost a friend on how you interpret the words in this book? Anyone willing to raise a hand? Two or three people? Yeah. Has anyone uh, lost some sort of clout in the workplace uh, or in the neighborhood when someone found out that you attend a church and maybe perhaps believe some of the things that are in here? Anybody willing to raise their hand? Yeah. It could be disunifying, and that's okay. But there's a way, like Kristen said, in such a sweet and simple way, there's a way for us to produce beautiful music, I believe. So uh, let me read, uh, let's read the scripture together. Uh, it'll be on the screen in front of you. It's Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 3, uh, 1 through 11. So, dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to spiritual people. I had to talk to you as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in Christ. Basically, he's calling them babies. <laughs> not a nice thing to say, Paul. I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger. And you still aren't ready, for you're still controlled by your sinful nature. You're jealous of one another, and you quarrel with one another. Just sit in that for a second. Does that describe us as a church? Sometimes. Maybe not Trinity. Let's say no, not Trinity, <laughs> but the other churches. The other churches around the world. Are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans when one of you says, I follow Paul, and another says, I follow Apollos? Are you not mere human beings? I love that he's kind of <laughs> using like, you're just humans. You're just humans. Come on. You're not God. Acknowledge where you are, that we're all in this together. We're all made of flesh and bone and blood. We were all created by God in, in the image of God. What, after all, is Apollos, and what, after all, is Paul? I love this. Putting his own position, being willing to sacrifice his own place in the kingdom of God, even though we know and esteem Paul as being a major pillar of our faith, do we not? But here Paul is saying, hey, I'm just a servant just like you, just, with, just like you with you, a co-creator of God. Paul says, only servants whom you came to believe and then yellow as the Lord assigned each of us his task, as Kristen taught to the kids. Some of us are drummer, some of us play the guitar, some of us sing, some of us sing not so well, and that's okay. <laughs> but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants or the one who waters is anything, but only God makes things grow. I love that. We're either a planter or a waterer. Think about that for a second. What are you? Some people plant the seeds. Some people water them. Planters 
and waterers. And finally, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants or the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes them grow. The one who waters has but one purpose. The one who plants has one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their labor. For we are God's co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. All over scripture, there is references to unity. And I was looking at this plant up here. Is this a real plant or a fake one? It's, it's real. There's water in there. Can I, can I move it? Yes, I'm going to use this. Sorry, this is how I work. I just find something in the moment. But I was looking at this plant, recognizing how much in Scripture, from the beginning and the end to the end, the Garden of Eden, to the very last pages of Revelation, the tree of life, and this new river that is growing, and this new life that is sprouting. This is a theme of God's Scripture, unity, represented in beauty, represented in growth, Look at these verses in Romans and Corinthians and Galatians and Ephesians, all talking about this invitation that we have to grow together. Romans says, live in harmony. Don't be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Don't be conceited. 1 Corinthians 1 says, Paul says, I appeal to you that you agree with one another and that there be no divisions. So that in Christ, Galatians, it says, you'd be children of God through faith, baptized through Christ, clothing yourself with Christ. And Ephesians 4, 3 says, make every effort to keep the unity of the bond of, of, of peace. So what other images come to your mind when you think of unity? Anybody want to share? What images come to your mind when you think of being unified in Christ, growing together, being together? Anyone want to shout out? Kids, anyone want to shout out an idea or an image? What does it look like to be unified? Holding hands. I have a slide for that. Boom. <laughs> Beautiful. I didn't even pay you. Unpaid endorsement. Yeah, holding hands together. Even though sometimes it feels like we're holding hands like this. Right? But being, there's another one too. Unifying hands across racial divides. That's a great picture of God's church. That our differences, whether they're in uh, generational age or, or orientations or ethnicity or socioeconomic status, that we as the church would say, we're putting any differences aside, and we choose to link hands and grow together. Great. Anybody else? An image of unity. What comes to your mind? Strength. strength. Like literal strength and muscles, or strength kind of being together maybe? Yes. Doing something powerful because we're together, right? The idea of going, hey, we have a project over here, and one person could be lifting the bricks and building whatever they're doing, but if you get 10 people or 20 people how much stronger they are together. I love that. Any, any other idea? Any other images come to mind? Say it again. Sports. Okay, teams, harmony, great. Music, awesome. Yes, togetherness. How about images of disunity? What comes to mind? War, ooh, chaos. Yes, what else? Say it again. Walking away. Thank you. Uh, how many of you can, you can recognize an image like this? Just uh, kids arguing, right? Like, oh, this is driving me crazy. There's so much chaos. Kids, do you ever fight with your brothers or sisters or, or cousins or neighbors or moms or dad? Yeah, we do. We fight over stuff. How about in a gathering like this? What about this image? <laughs> you know, this, uh, this week, uh, 
It's been an interesting week. It's so interesting when you're speaking on a particular passage and all these real-life examples start to flow to the surface. The denomination that I uh, was a part of formerly and spent 20 years with just made a huge decision to exclude a church that was welcoming the LGBTQ community. Now, wherever you stand on this issue, I say this with grace and compassion, um, this is another picture of disunity. Wow. Of being so set on a way that we interpret a scripture that we exclude people, and we not only exclude them and say they can't be here or they can't be a part of this grouping of churches, but we look at them in the face with such anger and rage and pointing fingers. And uh, I live life a lot on social media. It's part of my job is to uh, tell stories and create videos and media, and I love it. And I just had posted, I'm very active. If anyone wants to join me on social media, I welcome you, but just be kind <laughs> or I block you. Uh, but I just posted a simple little prayer. Hey, I'm praying for people who feel hurt by decisions that exclude, and I'm praying for those who have the power to change it. I just posted a simple little statement. And the vitriol that I experienced on that post, I mean, it took me out for a day from brothers and sisters in Christ, from a person from my former church, from a person in which I discipled in youth group 15 years ago. Someone told said I was leading people astray. I mean, it took me out. I had to kind of shut things off and go, wait a second. How could we be so divided about what these words say? But I get it. This book is provocative. This book divides us if we let it. Or, like Paul is inviting us, we see we all have to let something go in some way. And I've recognized part of what I have to let go is the, is the, is the, the need to be right, the need to be loved, because I could be wrong. I could be wrong how I am interpreting it, and I'm okay with that. But it will never cause me to point a finger in someone's face or hold a sign or type with such anger and rage on a post that I tell someone that they are like the Antichrist. I won't do that. I won't do it. Because here's what it's like. Paul makes this analogy that we're planting seeds or we're watering plants. That's what we're doing. It's just like me saying, mm, mm, come on, grow, grow, you stupid plant. Come on, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're wrong. You're too small. You're nothing. You should be so much bigger. <laughs> Do I have any firefighters in here? Any firefighters? Has anyone ever been in front of a firefighter hose before? If I took that and said, that, that plant needs some water, <laughs> it would blow against all these families over here. You'd have flowers and petals. You'd be soaking wet. But would that do any good to this plant? We either plant or we water. And that is a very delicate process. Planting and watering breeds unity, how we plant and we water, the techniques that we use, the discipleship processes, the ways that we teach kindly here on our knees, looking into the eyes of our children. They, they had it a little wrong. Don't go to their youth group, although their youth group serve pizza every Wednesday. Hello. <laughs> and their youth group, if you wanted to know about Jesus, had an ice cream social Sunday after the youth group too. Why didn't we have that? So I dabbled. I went over to the other youth group once in a while. And yes, they prayed a little different. Yes, their gatherings were a little bit more happy, clappy, hands in the air. Okay, all right. 
Maybe I felt a little more comfortable there sometimes. But I got this story that there was always someone else we needed to be afraid of. Always. Always. That's why we have so many buildings on every corner with different names and denominations, because we're always trying to keep our thinking protected. And we're not willing to be wrong and say, well, I see it this way. I could be wrong, but that's okay. I want more and more people to know they're loved and accepted and invited, and we're all in process together. So I've had to unlearn some of this. If you go back to that, that image um, of the guy holding the sign, I remember when I first encountered someone like this for the first time. Uh, I, I'm doing this workshop afterwards about worshiping God through TV and film. That's, I do a lot of work in um, TV and film now, and I'm in L.A. here and there. I was working at a big awards event called the Screen Actors Guild. And there was people outside protesting at this awards event. And I was dressed up. I had to go run an errand. I walked out, and someone holding a sign said, you're going to H-E double hockey sticks. Because they're kids here. I don't know if I should say that. Okay, so someone told me I was going to this place, and it took me off guard. I said, you don't even know me. How, how can you tell me this, where, I'm, where I'm going when I die? He's like, because you're, you're a part of that. You're going to there. What? And I started engaging in a conversation. Now my defenses were up because I was an ordained pastor at the time. <laughs> I had been following Christ just because I have a suit on and I'm a part of this Hollywood thing. And all of a sudden my world started to get open about how we easily judge people and how we sow these seeds of factions in people that someone else we have know nothing about. Now at the time... In that, um, in that building, I'll talk about this later at the workshop, there were some stories that were being celebrated. One um, was called um, Boyhood by Richard Linkletter. Anyone saw that film? And it was this amazing coming-of-age story about a boy who they literally filmed for 12 years in a row. And that ministered to my soul because I, as a boy from a divorce, divorced household, felt like I was still coming, to age, coming into, of age and understanding myself. And God spoke to me through this film. But here I have someone else telling me that that was a, the spawn of Satan, that people in that building should be burned in the lake of fire. It's unfathomable sometimes how to make sense of this world. Again, going back to 1 Corinthians 3 here, Paul says, who is Paul? Who is Apollos? This is not who we follow. You follow Jesus. Jesus is the way. Jesus is our example. Now, we live in a day and an age where we have so many great authors, so many great authors who are Christ followers, who tell great stories. All of these uh, authors have impacted my life in some way. Beth Moore, Rachel Held Evans, who's now gone on to be with God. Amazing author. T.D. Jakes, his book, that book right there, Soar, was what inspired me to finally jump off and resign from my 20-year ordained ministry job and start a nonprofit and do more work with churches and try to find a way to be more inclusive and help people understand that they are loved no matter how they are, no matter what their orientation is. That book, Soar, changed my life. Anybody read it? Uh, Francis Chan, that book, Crazy Love. All of these authors, I could elevate anybody. I could say a million different names right now. They're all great. They're all great. We need them. We need them to be in conversation with this scripture. But Paul would say, we're not following them. We're following Jesus. We need them to help make sense. But again, every single one of us, every single one of those authors, every single big name that you read that's on your shelf might have a different perspective. And we have to weigh that with what is the simplest form that we can boil this down to for unity. Are we bringing people together are we bringing people, attracting them to Christ? Or are we pushing them away? 
There's a great cartoonist uh, and author that I love called David Hayward. He's also known as the the naked pastor. Uh, I interviewed him on my podcast, and he calls himself that because he wants to be honest and vulnerable. (laughs) Uh, He's a great Canadian, uh, and he's doing these really wonderful cartoons. But look at the the top one. He put this out a couple weeks ago. It's a picture of a wolf eating a sheep. Kind of gory, sorry, for Sunday morning. (laughs) But then the second one, what does it say? It says, now, sheep eating sheep. Jesus says, beware of the wolf in sheep's clothing, right? Because they devour you, they tear you apart, they make you conform, they they use legalism to help push you into a narrative. But now, we are doing that to each other. We as God's people devour each other. And we use this often at times. So church, I'm inviting us to something that I think is super hard and provocative, and uh, there's no easy way out here. It will cost us. It will cost us to be like Jesus, to unify people or not. Uh, And instead of the images of the disunity, uh, let me leave you with these two images. One image is that of the foot washing, where Jesus washed the very foot of the, the feet of the one who would betray him. I'll never get over that. I'll never get over that Jesus sacrificed himself when they should have been washing his feet, and he said, that's okay. And not in a sarcastic or resentful way, like, like I can do. Ah, fine, I'll do it. I'll unload the dishwasher since nobody else will. <laughs> I'll volunteer for the kids' ministry since nobody else will. But Jesus said, that's okay. I know you don't get it. I'll wash your feet because I love you. And I want my life to tell a story of how valuable you are. Even you, Judas. Even you. Because I love you. And you're worth it. And Judas, this is what I believe. There's still time, Judas, for you to turn back because you are a delicate flower and a plant. And I will do whatever it takes to keep planting and watering you to the very end. And we know this type of life did not fare well for Jesus. We know that his love and his sacrifice and his teaching, that's my timer. <laughs> did not end up well for him. Perhaps the greatest image we have of his sacrifice is that of the cross. Are we willing, are we willing in the name of love to live like Jesus so much that people would crucify us? It's kind of a harsh image. And some of us can take that and go, sure, uh, I will be, as I interpret Christ so much, that I will be persecuted for holding my signs or I will be persecuted for trying to keep this narrow way to make sure only certain people can sit in these pews or be a part of these churches. You know, there are even churches who don't allow women to have this place of teaching, and that grieves my heart. As a father of three girls, I can't believe I still have to tell them how much of a disadvantage they have just for being born female. But it's true. But I'm willing to have some of you not like me or walk out right now to say women, people of color, LGBT people, they, they, they deserve this spot too. And it's okay. And so do you. You are loved by God and you are invited to be a co-creator with him, a servant with him, with the great divine of the universe, reaching, reaching out saying, join me in this mission of love to include everyone and anyone. That all of us, no matter what it costs, will be willing to be unified with Christ like that. That's my last word, is that unity doesn't always mean that we agree or that we're right. 
but it's uniting with Christ and being willing to be misunderstood. May our unity cost us, just like it cost Christ, if we're willing. Would you pray with me? God, thank you for a story that you are writing in our hearts, in our lives. Thank you that you're not always, it's not always comfortable to talk about it. Thanks that I could be fully wrong <laughs> with everything I said today. And I invite these people of yours, those created in your image, to use the minds and the hearts and the souls that they have to discern what it is you're saying to them. May we look more and more like Christ. May people know who we belong to because of our love, because of your love for us. May that change us, every person in this room. May the ethnicities and the racial reconciliation need to happen, happen because of us. May the inclusion of all people and all orientations happen because of us. May women uh, find equality and value in workplaces and in churches and in marriages because of you, because of us. We love you. We thank you that we get to water and plant. May we grow up into this beautiful garden that you just destined us to be. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone said, Amen. Thank you. You should be good. Uh, Tony is going to say maybe just a word about a seminar, and then he'll lead us in the benediction this morning. We're going to talk about worshiping God through TV <laughs> and film. Is it possible? I think so. Let's talk about it. I'd love to have a conversation with anyone who's interested in discussing more about what does it look like to be a person of worship in the world. And before I go, uh, is there any... <clears throat> comments or questions. This might be different from what you normally do, but I welcome that. If there are two or three people who wanted to say a statement, there's something you're wrestling with, you don't have to agree with me. Uh, you could say something that made you think of someone or a situation or a person. It's got to be short and concise, but is there anything you're thinking that you would like to comment out in front of the body of Christ? Because we all are the body of Christ, and we all could be doing this work of unity together. The concept of Hell? Yeah. That stuck with you. Mm -hmm. Sure. Thinking about that. Who's going there? Can we, can we, do we send people there? <laughs> Planting and yeah. That, was, that whole fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We plant or we water. Some, I think sometimes some of us have felt like someone's thrown seed on us. They went, grow, right? <laughs> You know, they stomp on us as opposed to the delicate, like, is anyone, who's a gardener here? Right? You know that process. If you don't, maybe we could learn about discipleship through that. That's great. Anyone else? Say that one more time. Thank you. Forgiving those who disagree with us harshly, right? As we end, I'd love to bless us. Uh, some of us need healing. We've had some hard conversations. Hmm. We have been kicked and mistreated and feel as if our plant is a little wilty. Our soul is a little heavy. If that's you, I want to bless you and pray for healing for you. And maybe on the other side, maybe you feel convicted today. You need to have a conversation with somebody, with a parent, with a child, with a neighbor, with someone in this congregation that you are disunified with. Can I encourage you to do that with grace and compassion? Hold each other's hands. Look into each other's eyes and say, I love you. You're my brother and my sister. Even if you disagree, but find a way forward. Can we do that? So as we bless and benedict, would you scoot close to someone and feel the person to your left and to your right? We are the church. We are God's people. We are meant to be together. 
So in the name of Jesus, I bless you to know you are loved, you are included, you are meant to be unified, you are meant to be a family with God our Father. Go in peace today and know you are loved. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to Holy Cannoli. If you liked my dad's podcast, please subscribe, give it a review, and share it with someone you think would be encouraged by it. Holy Cannoli Podcast is a proud production of Brave Maker Media. For more information or to donate, go to bravemaker.com to make your tax-deductible donation today. You can post questions or suggest topics for the podcast on our Holy Cannoli Facebook page or use the hashtag Holy Cannoli Podcast on Twitter and we might read your question or suggestion on air.